Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet, and welcome to Snowbound, Ready Check Radio's Blizzard podcast. It's Tuesday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for a show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, as always, and today we've got a lot to talk about, particularly on the uh, World of Warcraft front. The world first has been claimed, pre-reset even, but that doesn't mean it was drama-free. So if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. In the upper right-hand corner, make sure you click on all of those little lovely social links. Give us a follow on Twitch and Twitter and YouTube and subscribe and turn on notifications and tell your friends if you like what we do and you want to see more of it. That's the easiest way to let us know, and uh, it's free. So, yeah, doesn't cost you a dime. We're going to go through all of that, talk a little bit about Yoshi P. We got some Overwatch events, some Hearthstone stuff, so a lot to get to helping me get through all of it. Mr. Dom Greco, a.k.a. Zista, what's up, sir? How's it going? What about what about MySpace? You forgot about MySpace. Yeah, I, I just like that's like a personal thing. Like I, my friends follow ah, on MySpace. Yes. I'm, am I in your top eight? Uh, you aren't on uh, my network at all. Someday you'll get that achievement. Broke the cycle. Oh, you didn't do it, huh? Didn't buy didn't. the card back for the Hearthstone nope. expansion. Your wallet thanks you. Eighty points. I don't know yeah. about that, brother. I mean, representing the 80 bones you saved. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you were a little miffed out. about it last week, so break yeah. it down. You didn't buy it? No. Not doing it. Can't do it, huh? Two-man show today. Indy, uh, we anticipate, will be back next week. Uh, our best to Indy. Uh, if you follow her on Twitter, go give her your uh, thoughts and prayers. You know, a little bit of virtual hugging uh, for Indy. And she should be back next week. But this week, it's just the two of us one more time. You know what? Before we get to this mythic, mythic stuff, you want to open some vaults? You want to see if we uh, yeah. either of us got a good drop? Yeah, I, let's, do do it, let's do it live on the show. Let's do it live right. on the show. Uh, who wants to go first? You want to go first? Uh, you go first. I go first? first? Okay. This takes a second because I got to like swap camera shots and shit. So give me a second. We'll go here. And then I pull this up. There we go. And now I am totally unable to see what is being broadcast. I assume it is my World of Warcraft screen, though. It is. All right, is. good. Can confirm. Can confirm. All right, let's take a peek. Last week's vault, I got a helm. That happens to be my legendary slot. All right, all right, here we go. We got some boots, and we got a two-handed staff. Guess who's not waiting for a fucking weapon this patch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I care about the boots. Uh, that's actually tremendous. Um, I mean, the boots are nice. The boots are nice, but I can't take the chance on the weapon. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take the pylon of the Great Purge, baby, and wait five yeah. seconds. To go ahead and actually claim that. I can't believe last week totally shanked me with the helm. This week passes me a weapon and it puts me up above 220. Nice. What'd you, what'd you get for a key? Did you get a key? No key? I did not because uh, somebody oh. didn't send me an invite to run things. So I'll oh, have to pick up a garbage key. 
That's unfortunate. And then run somebody else's not garbage key. Oh, I just saw me. Yeah. Yeah. See, there I am. I see me. I see you too. All right, go ahead. What do you What do you got? What do you What did you get last week? Right. You actually got something useful last week. Last week I got uh, a belt. I think was it a belt? No, maybe. Yeah, I got a belt. I got a two forty six belt. Nice from your mythic pluses, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Two forty nine gloves. I think that's an easy grab for you. Or I pick two two twenty sixes. I got a what a trinket and another trinket. Yeah, I think the, I think I the gloves. Got, I already got two. Yeah, 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 I think the gloves is an easy grab for you. We have we both had easy choices this week. Holy hell! We did. I'll take it. I'll take That's it. My key. Congrats, sir. Congrats. The Thirteen halls of atonement. I will go with you. Yeah, let's go right now. No, we're not going to go right now. Oh. You want to get some? Okay. I just shut down the game. Actually, <laughs> uh, if you got if we got guildies on, I mean we we're gonna talk about the uh, world first mythic race mm-hmm. for most of the show here. And I know it's not exactly your favorite topic, but I do have questions for you on like Perfect. things you think Blizzard should do here. Because as always, anytime you start talking about the world first mythic races. One of the first things that invariably comes up in that discussion is, of course, the fact that the patch does not launch at the same time globally. So when you have the 9.1 drop, NA gets a head start, and then the EU kicks in after that. And if you have any teams in the Far East and in uh, parts of Asia, you know, China, Japan, or, although they're on their different thing anyway, but... Uh, Yeah, they don't drop at the same time. Invariably, that comes up as a portion of the discussion. Now, to date, Zista, I don't believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe we have really had a world-first mythic race that was actually decided by the reset, uh, by the weekly reset, that like 16, 18, whatever it is, hours gap uh, in there. But almost happened this week. In fact, looked like it was 100% going to happen this week. So first off, as of yesterday morning, right? So 23 hours prior to reset time here in North America. As of Monday morning, five guilds already had achieved nine out of ten bosses down in Sanctum of Domination. Nine out of ten bosses, mm-hmm. five different guilds. All of the top ten guilds had at least six dead. At least six. In week one with what is going to be your weakest gear to attempt the mythic because you haven't received your vault rewards from your any of your mythic clears, right? Because you haven't had the clears right. yet. You know, and and obviously these are guilds that are in a position to have higher end mythic plus dungeon equipment, have the funds and resources to snag up BOEs that other people kind of drop in the first couple of days to to make the most gold. So they're not by all by any stretch of the imagination, not just economically in game, but also skill wise. These are a very small portion of the player base, very very small. Highly elite, highly skilled, highly organized players. 
But even then, they're going into this first week at the absolute weakest that they can attempt this stuff. And I got to say, I was a little surprised that when Monday rolls around, the top 10, six out of 10 bosses, the top five are all fighting Sylvanas Windrunner to see who's going to claim world first. How do you feel as like a more casual player when you see the hardest of the hardest things that Blizzard puts in the patch basically getting ready to die before they've even had a chance to reset once? Like, does that give you personally a bad taste? Does it make it look, eh, for you? Do you not care? Because there's a quite a debate right now. <sighs> So this this is such a, a deep topic, but like for me personally, because it does speak to overall design, right? Yeah, it's not it just does. the world race, the world first right. race. This speaks to overall design. For, for me personally, I would say that I'm not really surprised or disappointed because I've I've come to expect this this level of dedication and intensity from these guilds. Um, but if I was if I was like there's still there's a core of me that is that hardcore player like i've had to tone down my play style because of my availability and stuff like that like i can't i cannot put the time in to play you know 12 yeah. hours a day seven days a week to build my character up to the level that these people are at i i used to be able to do that back in vanilla wow but not anymore um so like for for somebody that's that's gripping with that that's that's torn between that I'm not surprised, and uh, I, 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 I'm kind of a little in awe that uh, more guilds have not already killed Sylvanas. Um, but from like, if I'm looking at it as a reserved casual player, I'm just like, the content literally just dropped this week. How? How? How is that even possible? Um, but I, I know, I know how it's possible because I sit there and I, I see these guilds <laughs> that have, you know, thirty different alts that are ready to swap in, and they're they're living no. inside of mythic pluses when they're not raiding to be able to get as much gear as possible, doing keys at the highest level of possible. And while those players are in there learning the fight, there's still players on the sideline that are in mythic pluses earning gear to replace the people that are slacking in the main raid or. You know, if they realize, oh, they need hunters because hunters are overpowered on this one fight. There's five people on the sidelines leveling hunters through, or not leveling, but gearing up hunters through mythic pluses right now. To yeah, or doing the heroic raid people. reps. And, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's it's absolutely insane. Um, but uh, yeah. So here's the thing. For me, I've always enjoyed whether it's World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen or those are really the only two MMOs that I've ever really watched, you know, world first type uh, mentality or or streaming or whatever. I've always enjoyed that aspect. I have never been a world first raider. You know, I've hosted shows with right. other world first raiders, but I personally am just like, uh, no. No, hmm, no. Yeah, I think I play the closest I ever got was like US eight. That that was that was my claim to fame back in Vanilla. Yeah, I play this for fun. I I can't subject myself to this. You know, yeah. I get frustrated at fifteen wipes. When you get to the like hundred and sixty, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, how have these guys and girls not just thrown a table at this point? But yeah. 
So I here's the thing. I like watching a challenging competition. I like watching very intricate fights. I want to see, as a viewer, as somebody who you know develops uh, software uh, and and does that type of stuff in the background too, is my day job. I want to see fights that you know roll into resets. You know, I the, gone are those days when you look at World of Warcraft, right? Uh, of multiple resets before a, a world long gone are those days but i like i like seeing intricate challenges overcome by a group of people i don't like what we have i think seen more of recently is squeaking into a reset only through what is almost a mathematical impossibility not that yeah. the fight offered different challenges that the teams were just having a very hard time overcoming, just you know, DPS, raw DPS checks that you just could not possibly pass with the gear available on the week one. And that's where this race almost headed. Almost headed. So what happened early in the week, or I guess mid mid raid week, was that we had a guild get to Sylvanas and start tearing her apart. Now we're gonna go over the seas here, right? We're gonna talk about Echo. We're also gonna talk about Limit. By the way, any of you that play that NA versus EU stuff, forget it. I don't care. They're both tremendous teams. I don't care where anybody is from, and they I really enjoy are. watching both of them. If EU wins, great. If NA wins, great. I, I don't care. I want to be entertained. It's like watching the Super Bowl when your team isn't in it, right? I was just going to make that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I just want to be entertained uh, and see a good game. And boy, did these two teams put on a good game. Anyway, Limit starts tearing into, I'm sorry, Echo starts tearing into Sylvanas. Now, I do have to give a minor spoiler here, right? And I don't really think it's a spoiler at this point, but just in case. If you don't know, the Sylvanas Windrunner fight on normal and heroic ends when Sylvanas hits 50% health. That is the end of the fight. And so we're going to show you a couple of clips here, a couple of Twitch clips, courtesy of the respective guilds, Twitch streams, or streams from members of the respective teams, either Limit or Echo. We're going to start off with Echo, and I'm going to play it once so that you can hear it. Uh, and then I will mute the sound and let it play so that you can view it again while we're talking. This first clip, Zista, uh, is actually Echo getting Sylvanas to the 50% mark and thinking they did it. They did it. The fight's over. World first. World first. So let's go to that clip here. This may... I gotta mute Zista and bring up the audio, so. I'm gonna let that play again. What's happened? What? 49.6. She dies at 45. I, uh, I, uh, 
we heard real quick in production did is it does she have to hit a lower percent or is there a whole new phase i it was 49.7 49.57 is a correct pull powered by radar io Please. What? Please. What? Please. All right. So I let the beginning part of that play again so that you can hear the team's reaction there. Uh, I don't know which I like better, Echo's reaction or the streamers, the shoutcasters' reactions, because they are just completely befuddled. They are just completely befuddled. Now, we knew going into this from an interview that we talked about on this show that there was no mythic-only phase for this fight. Uh, in an interview, they had said, hey, we want everybody to experience the story here with Sylvanas, so there is no extra you know, thing for mythic. But what was changed for mythic, and what some people didn't know, was that you had to get Sylvanas to 45% on Mythic. And some eagle-eyed data miners had seen this, not only in the data mining stuff, but it's also in the patch notes for <laughs> June 8th. It's a little vague on the way it words it, but there was an aura implemented on June 8th that says target 50 and then says Mythic 45. We now know it's confirmed that that is the health trigger that Sylvanas has to be out. But Echo Zista didn't know that going into that moment, and you can definitely tell that the Shoutcasters didn't either. Yeah. Apparently they don't read patch notes. Very, very weird moment. Now that is where everything kind of kicked off because then it became a numbers-crunching game. Because it was just barely possible for them to hit that 50 mark. And now finding, and, and that's a hard enrage right there that you're seeing. And so now it's, we need to actually get five more percent. And that's where the mathematicians on the teams, which don't laugh, they do have, uh, yeah. start crunching the numbers to see if that's even possible without a reset or if they're going to have to wait until Tuesday, Zista, and get their gear. So that's where the drama ended, right? No. Of course not. No. No. It wouldn't be that simple. No. No. This got even better. If you can believe that. Echo figured out that during phase two of this fight... There is an ad sequence. You are seeing somebody fight a big one here, and I am going to give you the uh, audio on the next clip for this, not this one. Mm -hmm. So here's what they did, Zista. They said, hey, what if do we need to kill all of these ads, particularly this big one that you're seeing being fought on the screen here? That's a lot of time, a lot of DPS. We could actually probably be putting on Sylvanas to make up some of this extra 5%. And so they tried having one person in the raid keep this thing busy as long as possible 
while everybody else nuked Sylvanas, to trigger the phase shift that teleports everybody back up to the platform for phase three. And as you watch this clip, it works. It works. A death knight keeps it busy, boom. Everybody phase shifts into phase three, no problems. So saves time and puts more DPS on Sylvanas. Pretty, pretty decent strat, pretty decent strat. Yep. You love things like this. You love little I strat do. catches like this and I how do. these teams figure this stuff out. But, sister, what are you laughing at? <laughs> but I'm waiting for the but. I'm waiting because there's got to be a catch. There is a catch. Echo ended up wiping, so they went to do it again, only to have this happen. I think gateway up. You can sprint toward on this dodge. What? And dodge coming. Focus to gateway and dodge. Focus. Veil coming. Now died once. Yep. Some damage. <sighs> Daggers and him damage coming. That's fine, I think. Two seconds. They, oh, they fixed it. it, they fixed it, they fixed it, they fixed it. Dodge coming. What? Yeah. What do you mean they he fixed enraged. it? You're... He actually enraged. Rage? He enraged. No way. He's fucking dude. kidding me, dude. Test I was right wondering in. how I just got the insta one shot and then like yeah, yeah. what? There's no fucking way. I think gateway up. That has got to be one of my favorite clips, right towards the end of it. Actually, just right towards the end of it, <laughs> when <laughs> when all you hear is one of them in the raid go, "What? <laughs> no way! Yeah. <laughs> what? So so this was hot fixed." It was hot fixed on the fly. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Blizz hot fixed it on the fly and put an enrage, a berserk, on this ad that if it wasn't killed in a certain time, then it its damage went up like 900%. Oh. And so the Death Knight died, which happened in the regular run. Uses the Soul Stone to keep it busy for longer. He Soul Stone came up and got one-shotted for 260k. And then he started going after everybody else. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about hot fixing in the middle of. Well, that's my fight. kind of like first question yeah. to you about this. Besides your general thoughts on just watching this and wanting to see it go for another reset or two, this was mm -hmm. hot fixed on the fly, which immediately started the whole Blizzard wants Echo to win uh, on you know Reddit's and forums and stuff like that that Blizzard was favoring Echo by taking, or favoring Limit, sorry. Blizzard wanted okay. Limit to win, wanted Limit to win, and was taking this strat away from Echo uh, in an effort to push Limit closer to the finish line, who at the same time, remember, now already knows that Sylvanas has to get to 45 and is focusing their efforts on this fight as well. One, no, Blizzard doesn't care about that. <laughs> Blizzard couldn't care less. Blizzard of old didn't care about it. Current Blizzard definitely doesn't care about it. No. Definitely doesn't care about it. And this isn't new. 
Like this behavior for an ad is done in multiple raid fights throughout the game's history uh, where they want you to have to take out the ad. So even the ad having this berserk is not new. And in fact, it right. was just kind of weird that it didn't. It was almost like it was just, you know, overlooked. It was probably yeah. meant to have that, but it got overlooked. But it was hot fixed on the fly. And you have a little bit of a problem with that part. Yeah, it's just like it. If it's something that you're working around and you're and you're you're it's you're you're developing a new strategy toward, and then it just changes in the middle. Like then you're sitting there wondering, did it actually get hot fixed? Is it a fluke? Is there something we did wrong? Like that just adds so many more layers to it. Then you have to start second guessing everything that you're doing. Like I I totally would respect Blizzard a little bit more if it was like, okay, this wasn't intended. It's staying in until the reset, and then you know we fix it for everybody at the same. Which time. interestingly, there is an you know. incident we're going to talk about in a second here that right. that exactly that happened. So what yeah. you're saying, they've done millions of times before, and they even did this time that on the reset right. today, Kelthuzad was going to have a change. Right. So, but on, on on the other hand, like this brings up something that's a little interesting to me is why not kind of make an encounter designed around the, the you know at least during like the the mythic race where blizzard is intentionally in there screwing with the players like changes stuff does stuff spawn stuff on the fly i'd like to see that maybe not in like a live thing but maybe like a, a special like blizzcon event yeah you know, like, like a blizzcon type thing you know like, like they, I, they did hogger remember that yeah but it's like, you know, imagine just dropping a meteor on all your healers, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. You could just you could do that because that's fun, you know, like that. That to me would be fun to see how far, you know, maybe not be it a uh, who could beat the encounter, but who could last the longest or something like that, you know, with, with Blizzard screwing with you. That would be more entertaining for me to watch than than uh, this kind of a race, you know. Yeah, and there, this did lead to not only the whole, you know, Blizzard wants Limit to win, uh, but it did lead to a separate discussion, which I give a little more thought to. I don't know which side I land on here, on Blizzard themselves wanting to make sure that this raid went to a reset, you know, and that was kind of speculation that was thrown around with the whole, if they made a 45%, that's because, you know, it's mathematically impossible, and, you know, oh, wait, nope, they found a way to get a couple extra percent, then nope, we got to hotfix this real quick. And while I, I, don't, I don't think that that's going on, uh, but I can see a desire if I'm working for Blizzard, if I'm working on WoW, particularly if I'm a raid designer, I don't want to see the hardest content we've made fall the week that is going to be the weakest numbers-wise for the players to beat. You know, I can almost see that mentality more than the, hey, Blizzard wants Limit to win. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. But I can almost see a world where Blizzard maybe doesn't want these things to fall in week one. Granted to a very minute amount of players, but still. I'm going to say, if you don't want your, your bosses being defeated in week one, there needs to be a bigger spread between item levels uh, between tiers and difficulty levels. That's the only way it's going to happen with with the small gap in which we have now. Because, like, you look, we, most of us started uh, 
what was our item level? You just got out of your vault, what, a 226? And uh, yeah, from think, Raid, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty close to like what you could have gotten on, on Mythic Gear coming out of the, the previous tier, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe even Heroic. I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers, but like, and mine is, mine I got was what, 246 or, or something like that? Yep. Um, it's, it's a 20 eye level difference. Like the stats on that are not insane. It's not a huge gap. Like, it's decent enough. You're going to notice a little bit of a percentage change here and there, but not enough that's going to stop some of these top-end ridiculous-level players that have mathematicians on their team. It's not going to stop them from beating this stuff in week one. If you want this stuff to last longer, there needs to be a bigger gap, and gear needs to mean a little bit more, which, to me, it doesn't mean all that much right now. And they've already said that they're not going to do that. They in, exactly. in a previous interview, exactly. they talked about just this for, uh, leading up to the nine point one. Uh, they talked about you know the the power scaling and the item levels. And Ian Hazacostas, I think, was the one that said, you know, when we look at what we have now, we've actually gone down one or two points. You know, we don't want mm -hmm. to inflate this uh, right. even more. So that's not going to happen. Which means, but yeah, you're. You're more it's likely to have one-week clears. It's because, like, when you have such big gaps and stuff like that between it, the numbers go up, which means that eventually they're going to get to the point which we've already hit a few times. Now we have to do the item squish, squish. it all. Yeah. Right. The easy solution to that is just have the item levels contained within the expansion, so that you know eye levels only work in Shadowlands, and then whatever comes after Shadowlands you start effectively at zero and then you know it, it crawls up like any Shadowlands gear you carry over starts at zero the, the stats because we already see you can scale items back when you're in a, a like a, a lower level dungeon right so right. Like, if you go down to 60 it'll scale all your items down why couldn't you scale it based on what zone or expansion you're in like you can scale it down to you know 10, 0, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think that's a little gear. easier said than done. You look at it as an Maybe. easy thing, and it relatively, if you look at today's technology, it is. I mean, Guild Wars 2 effectively does that, right? Where you can jump to any particular zone, and it scales things accordingly. Uh, if you're level 80 and you go into a level 22 zone, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, scales you... Yeah, you're still an overpowered 22, but right. you're you're a 22. Um, World of Warcraft, it was not built that way. Guild Wars exactly. 2 was. Yeah, I'm just saying, like that's effectively the only way that you can control the uh, the eye level power gain if you're gonna do something like that. Yeah. Um, that's the only way you could do it without having to deal with an item squish every two expansions. Um, like we're getting to the point now where it's like maybe every four expansions we're probably gonna have to have an item squish of some sort. Um, you know, we just had the crazy level squish this expansion. Yep. Uh, you know, like, and and in doing so... Oh, we're so, getting we a squish in Endwalker for 14 in, in November. Yeah. We're getting a squish there, too. Yeah. Not level, but power. Um, right. Yeah, so... I don't know. I could definitely... I don't think Blizzard was like, oh, we have to we have to save Sylvanas till Tuesday. Like, I don't think they were actively sitting yeah. there like, how do we get Sylvanas out of danger <laughs> until Tuesday? Uh, but... but I think it's more of just like, hey, Bill, you screwed up. You didn't put that enrage <laughs> on the boss. Can you turn it on, please? Right. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Bill, you're absolutely. fired. Get out of here. Um, 
So now you have this situation, right, where Echo and Limit have both decided to keep pushing. So after some changes, some composition change. By the way, they four-healed this. Mm-hmm. They four-healed this. There is a ton of damage in this fight. A crap ton. They four-healed this. Uh as they're pushing. They clearly had four scream twices on their, right. their great team. <laughs> no, I didn't see anybody get gripped on pool. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a, no I don't even anyway. know if Screams watching the show, but I had to say that for him. <laughs> it's like all I <laughs> no hear over anyway. <laughs> all I hear over Discord is uh who did I who did I just pull? <laughs> I, think, I think I accidentally pulled somebody. Yeah, I yeah, think I it was the pulled. tank. Yeah, it was me <laughs> as I was going in to start the fight. Is that why my heel pulled aggro immediately? Yeah, because I wasn't there to hit the target. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I love our I love our guild. Uh, yeah, anyway, fun. so they decide for whatever reason they break down the numbers and they decide you know what we're going to keep pushing. We think this might be possible now. Uh, in one of the, I was going back and forth between Echo and Limit stream for like the last 48 hours watching all of this play out. And at one time, the shoutcasters on Echo's side had said that their math team pegged a perfect run at 44.7. That was the margin of error that we were talking about. That their math team said, perfect run, you can hit 44.7%. And if she does, in fact, die at 45, which is what everybody believed at the time now, but they weren't sure, they weren't 100% positive, but it seemed mm-hmm. to indicate, uh, based on the patch notes and the, and the aura, that it was 45, that you could do it, but you really had to have just about a perfect run as far as battle reses and deaths and timing of when you target Sylvanas because there are times when she's immune and stuff like that. So they keep pushing, they keep pushing, they keep pushing. And we get to yesterday. Where it's looking like there's going to be a reset. Now going into the evening portion of yesterday here in North America, Echo had signed off for the day. It was, you know, late. There's five hours, six hours ahead of East Coast United States time. They were done. Right. They were kind of, you know, we'll give it a shot in the morning. And if it doesn't happen, we're probably going to lose on the reset. Because when it resets Tuesday, North America will have, I I forget what it is off the top of my head, 16 or 18 hours uh, lead time on us getting it. But we'll try try again in the morning. So then I flip over and I'm watching Limit now by themselves. Just rep after rep after rep after rep. And while this is going on, we talked about it a little earlier. Something you mentioned happens. And there's some fixes coming to three different bosses in Mythic Difficulty on reset. One of them is Kel'Thuzad. Kel'Thuzad was beaten via a strategy that Echo, I I believe it was Echo came up with first, or at least displayed on stream first, where the one ad that specifically uh, latches on to targeting of a player If that player died, its targeting went away. That is not as intended. Um, I mean, that's fair. That is meant to, if the target dies, it's supposed to jump to another target. 
And so they abused that a little bit and, and sped up the Kel'Thuzad fight and beat it. Now, on the reset, that was going to be fixed. So this also then started leading to discussion on do you extend or not if you're in the world first race? Do you want to go deal with Kel'Thuzad without that and just bank on your vault gear and everything getting you power crept up over Kel'Thuzad being a big deal? Or do you extend? I don't think... I. <laughs> They learned their lesson a few years ago during an extension that, that cost them uh, basically world first. So I don't think anybody was going to extend, but yeah, it was discussed in chat. And they did exactly what you said. We're going to fix this Tuesday. And that's and the way fair. you think the ad should have been handled? Uh, I think so. I think it should have. All right, so there's me. Because, because everybody's got that strategy. Like, they see them. It's not like these guys are working. It's not like the days of vanilla, right? It's not where all the guilds are keeping all the strategies to themselves, and they're, they're trying to work it. And then Blizzard was like, oh, we see this. This wasn't intended. Let me fix it. It's not like that anymore, you know? I, I, forget, I forget what guild it was back in vanilla, because it, it was always taboo to reveal raid strategies back then. And I forget what guild it was got mad at Blizzard for a certain encounter and said, screw you, we're releasing all the strats to everyone. We're going to let everybody enjoy this content and everybody beat this content. Screw you. And now we're in the world where you're streaming it. You know, you're streaming yeah. your world first. You're showing all your strategies. You're laying all your cards out. You would think some of these top-end world-first racers would want to keep these things to themselves and not share their information with all these other guilds, but... You know, like you said, they have mathematicians. They also have people watching the streams of all the other uh, mythic oh, yeah. raiders, the world firsters, taking little bits of their strategies and being like, do this, do that, fine tune this. So, you know, when, when this was revealed about the ad and, and they got a little extra DPS, don't think for one second all the other guilds didn't hear about it. Like, they're all working on that. So to hot fix it, like, you're taking... It's not just taking the advantage away from Echo. You're taking it away from everybody that now saw that and may not realize it was fixed immediately you know last night there was me watching limit and they hit a 45.44 percent before they wipe a 45.44 and i'm like, like the 0, 0.0 wipe we had yeah right oh god yeah zero yeah <laughs> that was me that said that <laughs> like oh my god everybody on discord's like that's close and i was like yeah that was close enough for boss mods to say 0, 0.0 guys <laughs> yeah my 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 boss mod said 856 hp remaining yeah, yeah. you could have sneezed on it so the uh the strat is is pretty fine-tuned i'm watching limit thinking there's no way limit doesn't take this now I mean, it wasn't like they had one good run and hit 45.44. They were nailing like 45 to 48. Bang, 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 over and over. And I'm like, there's, you know, there's nothing Echo can do. You know, they're, they're sleeping. You know, I'm sure somebody's watching, but they're trying to get a few hours of, of sleep. Uh, there's no way Limit doesn't take this. And then... I kind of just, I literally got to watch fatigue set in. Just the runs 
Got a little slop here. A little... And by the way, I'm not denigrating what they were... Their sloppiest run is better than my best run. So oh, don't yeah. think I'm trying to take anything away <laughs> from them by using the word sloppy. But they, yeah. they were getting sloppier and sloppier and sloppier. And finally, it was like one in the morning, East Coast time. And I was like, I, I have to go to bed. I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> I can't sit here watching. I got to go to bed. I wake up this morning. Limit didn't win it. Echo got online this morning. Down Sylvanas. And took home world first. Before the reset they snuck in before the reset and they got it done yeah huge i tweeted out from ready check radio's channel congrats yep. to echo uh they were just they, i mean they've had a phenomenal season so far yeah uh, absolutely not just on the rating front but on the mythic plus you know the, the mdi uh, uh, and everything the mdi mdi la, 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 la. mythic dungeon invitational uh and all of that stuff and they take them out now i'm gonna play for you the clip of where they win. However, I'm gonna warn you now, I'm gonna play it twice, just in case it takes a second for the scene to change and you miss the very beginning of it. It's not long, but I am also gonna give you a language warning. <laughs> These are a bunch of adults who have just come in the world first, so fair warning, language, language, language. This is Echo. On the kill. Death Knights will go out and stop moving. Mage Mentorum already. I will call when you go. And Mini go. Death Knights spread and stop moving. And Servo go. Death Knights, use your personal if you need. Oh, fuck. Come on, boys. You're coming. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Come on. Stop moving. All right, now I had a little ironic echo at the beginning of the video, so I will let it play one more time for you so that you can listen to the call out without the echo. And then that room just goes absolutely bonkers. Death Knights will go out and stop moving. Mishmintorum already? I will call when you go. And Mini go. Death Knight spread and stop moving. And several go. Death Knight, use your personal if you need. Oh, fuck. Come on, boys. You're coming. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Come on. Stop moving. Let's go, so great so great so great i absolutely love when he's trying to clear comms and he's just like shut the fuck up well it's it's because just before that guy you uh, you hear him somebody go easy my dude easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't jinx it! Shut up! Uh, but yeah, congratulations to Echo. Fantastic show to watch. Uh, but yeah, overall, 
I got to ask you last question on the, the world first here. And then obviously viewers let us know what you thought of watching the race in the comments below. Uh, and all the questions we've talked about here, we'd love to know your opinion. Feed that algorithm and let us know in the uh, in the YouTube comments or over on readycheckradio.com. What do we do, Zista? I mean, do we just continue on this world first race? Because this was as close as you can get to a reset deciding world first without Maybe. actually having a reset decide world first. Yeah. And I don't think Blizzard wants that to happen. Uh, we as viewers certainly don't want that to happen. You've got a couple of options, and they all have pros and cons. It's not like there's a clear winner on the options. Are you okay with this, you know, discrepant time launching? Would you rather see it all universal, but then, hey, some region is going to be world first rating at one in the morning because everybody's yeah. launching at the same time? Like, you know, what what is your solution, or do you just continue the way things are? I hate time zones first and foremost. Like they they just annoy me because I I do a lot of stuff with people all over. You know, we have we have one of our our tanks that that raids from Australia and is a school teacher and can't really raid at any other times than the times we have picked out because you know because of uh, his scheduling and stuff like that and. Then, you know, I, I try to do stuff, watch parties and stuff with friends that are in California and you can't do them too too early because they're, you know, at work or, or whatever. And you can't do them too late for the East Coast people because it's like one, two in the morning for them. And, you know, that that's obnoxious. I just hate time zones in general. I wish the whole world would be under a unified time zone. Who cares if it's night or day? Sleep doesn't know. I don't whatever. But I I personally I wouldn't have a problem with unifying everything under one time zone and and giving it all to everybody at the same time and and starting because these guilds that are doing world first racing they're they're taking the time off from work to do this it's not like they're logging on after work ends or you know whatever like they've blocked out this amount of time to do this so yeah as so long how as different getting... is it to block out hey exactly. we're gonna raid from eight a.m. to who, who knows, 10, 11, midnight, yeah. one in the morning, our time versus, all right, ladies and gentlemen, get some sleep, sleep till noon because we start at two in the afternoon and roll till six exactly. in the morning. Exactly. There's no difference. If, as long as you're getting the proper amount of sleep per day, it doesn't matter when you're sleeping and when you're playing. So like I said, these people are not just going to work and then coming off. A lot of these people are streamers that are sponsored or you know and right, that is their job that, that, that then opens blizzard up to you know basically advocating for a bit of an unhealthy uh situation for somebody for a week two weeks if it survives a reset you know i it's easy i think it's easy to say that if you're looking at it from the united states perspective where you're like, okay, so oh. they're raiding from eight or nine in the morning till 10, uh, 11, 12, one o'clock. Have us raid at four in the morning. Have us start at four in the morning. I don't care. Right, but at the end of the day, somebody gets stuck with yeah. that the no, overnight that. shift. <laughs> no, I get that. Um, uh, and and I, I think know. Blizzard faces a little blowback. The, the other side of this is that there's the argument that you know, maybe necessarily starting 16 hours or whatever behind isn't all that a detriment. And what's ironic about this discussion, I find, as casual gamer, right, is the people that, 
you don't hear the mythic guilds complaining about this. Like you don't hear them publicly saying this all needs right. to be done at the same. It's like us. It's people like us that are watching on YouTube that are like, this needs to be all like Echo's just like, let's go do our thing. You know, limits like let's yeah. go method or let's go do our things, right? All of these these top tier guilds just go do our things. There is the benefit of by the time you've gotten on, somebody's taken out three or four bosses and put in the work. And now you you can kind of see okay, what worked for them and what didn't work for them. That's why you tend to see like, yeah, NA has this big lead in time, but then just within a dozen hours of EU coming online, it's a virtual tie already. You yeah. know, the, all of a sudden limit being seven of 10 doesn't matter because Echo is now six of 10 right behind them. Um, some of that, you know, maybe let's set aside that, yeah, some of that maybe that somebody had an easier fight or, uh, you know, a higher uh, skill or gear level or whatever. Those differences, I don't think when you're talking about Echo and Limit are that big, but they, uh, you know, right. maybe one team is a little better than the other on a given. One team may have more hunters and the other right. team may have more warlocks and the right. hunters just happen to be better or something, you know? So I don't, I don't know. It's, I certainly, and I tweeted out, I don't want to see a world race decided by the reset. I just don't want to see that. And I, yeah. I have a feeling that if Echo wasn't able to pull it out this morning, that's exactly what we would have had happen. We would have had yeah. the reset go live in North America, limit, grab some gear because of what they had cleared the previous week, and then within a few pulls would have killed Sylvanas 16 hours ahead of when Echo was even going to get another shot at it. Well, a lot of this comes down to stuff like, you know, we, how, how we said where, you know, the, the gear just isn't wide enough to prevent you from beating it on week one. And I think that's a lot of the problem is beating it on week one, because like you remember back in vanilla and you know, I'm sitting on the back in my day bandwagon. But like, you know, at least with my guild and, and the, the guilds we were racing against in, in doing the US 10 races, um, it was whoever could get their tanks geared out to get the four-piece bonus to get, like, the taunt in Axaramis. You had to have that special yeah. thing to be able to do the four horsemen correctly. You can you can work certain things into having gear, but then that comes down to luck-based, you know, at that point. So you you look at it if, if you do luck versus strategy, you know, or you can just widen the, the eye level and, and create a bigger gap which prevents people from being able to beat it on week one. You know, that that to me is the solution. Um, but that creates a whole nother set of problems, like I said, with, with item inflation. So <laughs> Glitch in uh, chat saying, I don't think it matters. It's a game and world first means nothing, uh, in my opinion, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel that it way means, too. Like, it means I something to them, that's for sure. Exactly. That's, that's, for that's sure. the thing. That's the thing. It's like, I, I love feel watching that way. it. I don't care who wins. I love watching them do it. I mean, I feel that way too, but I also feel the same way about sports. And I know a lot of people, you know, will swear up and down that, you know, like it's a whole different thing. You watch the Super Bowl, you're invested in your team and you want your team to win. Me? I don't care. Like I have no personal investment in whether, you know, like World Series, if the, the like I, I enjoy watching the Red Sox. My entire family are Yankees fans. I love when the, the Red Sox beat the Yankees just because my entire family's day is ruined. <laughs> and I'm like, it's that's that whole concept is ridiculous to me because it's like, it's, it's just a game. It's everybody's trying to have fun and you're literally having your day ruined because 
a sports team lost like that just it, it it blows my mind and i get some personal satisfaction because it's like meta like ruining their day you know like it, i don't know it's it's weird but i don't i'm not invested in in it's the same thing to me this is the same thing as sports to me well why is my chat panel not updating here what is going on good old stream labs good old stream labs Glitch uh, says I like Super Bowl food. Oh, there it goes. Now it updated. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I like Super Bowl food. So before we leave the world of Warcraft and wrap this up with some Hearthstone and some uh, Overwatch and Diablo news very briefly, uh, Zista did want to talk a little bit or or would wanted me to segue into so that he could say hi uh, to the idea of Yoshi P from uh, Final Fantasy XIV, because we're boys. Zista knows that. He wanted intro and handshake. Yeah, We talked yeah, on uh, the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast on Thursdays before. We've talked about Yoshi P's massive love for World of Warcraft and massive love for Blizzard as a whole. Uh, and during the 14-hour live stream, there was discussion about Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft, and we're getting additional more specific translations of this particular conversation uh, as we get further because there was the, it was there was some translation going on at the time but it was you know very quick off the cuff trying to translate in real time and now people have had time to sit down with the transcripts and uh, they were talking to Yoshi P about World of Warcraft and you know when it was at 12 million paid subscriptions at some point and they and now Final Fantasy enjoying a, a big period of growth right now uh, enough to start clogging servers and Yoshi P came out and gave a full detailed explanation of what they're going to try and do with those today we'll talk about that on Thursday's show uh, but he did say in regards to World of Warcraft's 12 million paid subscriptions back in the day he said there's just no way that Square Enix could compete with that and he compared it to Everest saying that that's such a high number it's just completely beyond reach. Uh, he did express gratitude for Final Fantasy's own growth spurt right now, saying we're growing at a rate that even I'm surprised by. It's kind of scary. But 12 million paid subscribers, just it's a ridiculous number. Why I wanted to bring it up here, and I think, Zista, why you wanted to bring it up here is this next part, though. And mm -hmm. I think it's the part that a lot of people forget particularly when you talk about content creators streaming one game or another game and gatekeeping and all that stuff. This is producer-director um, uh, Naoki Yoshida from Final Fantasy XIV. He said, the hard work we've been putting into Final Fantasy XIV did pay off, but this whole conversation about surpassing World of Warcraft is the wrong conversation to have, and it's honestly irritating. Uh, when the interviewer chimed in telling Yoshida he was hoping he would have said, we're the best, Yoshi P said, if I was that type of guy, we'd miss our footing on the way and 14 wouldn't be loved by as many people. And what I think is the most pertinent thing there is not only is that absolutely the right thing to say, but I also believe that is his mentality, which is more important. Yeah. But yeah, two... It's hard not to look and go, I don't think Blizzard thinks that same way right now. And that's why some of the challenges in the game are there. Yeah. 
I can 100% agree with that. Well, you're um, the one that wanted are, to bring it on the show, so you got thoughts. Yeah. No, like, like you look you look at we we talked about in uh, the, the Painsmith encounter is very much inspired by yeah. a uh, Final Fantasy encounter. Do you, do you think Blizzard will actually ever admit to that in, in an interview? Like, I think... We didn't talk about it on this show today, but I mean, it did happen last Tuesday after the show, the whole Blizzard leaks thing. Um, I opted not to bring it to this show because I just happened to believe that those are probably fake. Right. Uh, But I also believe we talked a little bit about them on the relic grind because I do believe that, you know, they don't represent anything you couldn't pull out of your own head, not working for Blizzard, that they kind of have their fingers in their ears when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV and go la 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 a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anybody that offers critique, whether that be Preach or Asmongold or anybody else, they they just kind of, you know, Blizzard almost has this, the they, they hate it, us, us versus them mentality, you know? Uh, yeah. What's up, Indy? Miss you too. So yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of it's the high road that you see Microsoft taking right now, and like we, we just saw what Phil Spencer tweet out just recently uh, said the console wars are, are over. Uh, the best system is whatever one you enjoy playing. Yeah, you know it's 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 crazy, but like you you look at it and Sony is basically Blizzard in this scenario. Sony's not has not said you know a good word about Microsoft. Not that I've heard anyway, you yeah. know, nothing. Uh, Blizzard, not saying that they're they're hating or, or they're actually feeling in competition with Final Fantasy, but from a business aspect, it's not something they're willing to talk about or admit. Yep. So. All uh, right. Hey, just, I got a question yeah. for you on the Hearthstone front. I, I know you didn't yes. buy the back and everything, but I've been seeing a lot of like priest and druid uh, hate right now. Uh, players <laughs> being upset because... The patch actually like didn't do them any favors. The most recent patch, uh, the they got some nerfs. Like, how big a deal uh, were these nerfs? As not a Hearthstone player, I'll kind of defer to you on this. So the Druid had, I think it was one mana increase on the um, the Gibberling. Um, it's kind of a big deal because a lot of the the Druid spells are are low cost and you can kind of flood the board, but at the same time you're flooding the board. So, you know, like the, but they're at the same time, they're one ones. So like you're, you can effectively get, if you do everything like perfectly and, and you have every, you could probably fill up your entire board with, with all of them every, every turn. If that you had spells, if you have them as your only minion and you fill a, a deck full of low level spells, um, I don't know. I to me, it's not that big of a deal, at least for the druid. The other, the other one, the priest, I could see a little bit more, but I, I just see this as like a small little advantage, and this is curbing that a little bit. So by increasing the mana cost from one to two, you're not able to fill up the board anymore. You may get half the board or or less at this point. Um, if you think if you're relying on a one-one minion to carry your game. There, there's probably a, a flaw with that design, so I think it's all right. Um, the, the why am I seeing like just people pissed? <laughs> like people I, are pissed. I, I don't know. It is spoiler the priest season. one now. I can understand. The priest one I can understand, right? Because you're you're increasing the mana cost for the renewability, which uh, 
which is a low-level thing. Priests already have a, a bit of trouble in, a, in, in the game. They've had for a while. Priest has never been a fantastic class in Hearthstone. Uh, they've struggled quite a bit. So to have like cheap little heals, it, it's the, the Renew is a, it's a three heal uh, ability for one mana that uh, you, you discover a spell. They update it's two mana now. Um, that one, I'm okay with that one. The, the other one though, uh, the Apothesis, uh, it used to be, I think, 2-3. Uh, Lifesteal would give a minion, so 2 damage, 3 three health. Uh, it, they've knocked that down to 1-2. For 3 mana, that, that doesn't even seem to be worth it anymore. If you were going to knock the cards down to that stat, I think it needed to be a 2, two mana cost spell to even that out. Um, I don't know. It is uh, spoiler season, though. It is. It is spoiler season. So what do we got here? We've got a uh, a lovely a lovely warlock spell. Rare warlock shadow spell. Touch of the nath natherism. Natherzim. Natherism. Mm-hmm. Uh, cost one, deal two damage to a minion. If it dies, restore four health to your hero. Doesn't seem too shabby to me. One cost, four health return. I mean, you're not going to use that on anything that isn't a kill. There you go. Enjoy your spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, 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 oh, yeah. We got to wrap this up because you want to go play Overwatch. What the hell's going on in there right now? Oh, yeah. The Olympics. The Summer Games. The Summer Games. Are you going to show off a skin here? Is that what's going on? I mean, I think you have maybe. that booted up too, right? I mean, I, I could show all we of opened off, our uh... We opened our vaults on the show. What do we got for the summer games here? So this this, this is a the splash game when we load in here. Um, it's very so snazzy. we got uh, we got week one. We got a Winston skin. Week two is a Brigida. Week three is a Hanzo. Uh, I'm just gonna say right now, the Sigma skin is hysterical to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> it does look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Some so. of the art is just fantastic. Oh, there it is yeah. in yeah. big form. It's great. It's great. So we can go to uh, the What's New tab. You can see right now, here's the new... This is the uh, the Week 3 Hanzo skin. The The weekly challenge ones aren't always like what you would expect to be fantastic. They're, they're usually fancy little like color redesigns. Uh, they're not really insanely like new like models they're, gotcha. they're usually just brightly depicted uh reskins which they're nice i like this one i like the whole like it's it looks like the bottom of a swimming pool with all the scales and everything you know like i like it uh so then we got we got ash and look at bob sitting here with the the flamingo floaty on his head <laughs> I don't know if that's in frame on the It's it's just barely in frame. We can see it. Yeah. Okay. So I like that one. And it looks like she's got a giant super soaker as her uh, her rifle. I like it a lot. This is May. Sprinkles. She looks eh, like a, not a ice fan. cream uh yeah. server. Not a fan. Yeah, it's alright. It's okay. Referee Orisa. 
All right, I can kind of get with that one. The uh, the drum is a Gatorade cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That is amazing. I didn't look to see if any of these. Oh, this is the May gun. I love how much detail they put into these guns when you don't even see half these details when you're playing the game, you know? Yeah, some of them are just downright out of frame. Yeah. Uh, so her little coach gun here. Oh, the dynamite is filled with water balloons. <laughs> That's so cool. And then Bob, but yeah. Um, you have a you have a loot box to open. Open it. I I might yeah. Go open it. Uh, I want to see what you got. Uh, and then we got Mermaid Symmetra. That one's all right too. Hold on, hold on. Do they have? Do they have? New highlight intro. It's cookout time, baby. <laughs> I love the, the highlight intros. Those are my favorite thing. Like, I have enough gold right now. I could literally buy everything. I have 126,000 gold. Show up. All right, so. Now, have you played in any of the events? I just started today. I, I have know, not. But... They give a free loot box for booting it up. So, let's see if we get anything good out of it. No, No mm. legendary skin. No legendary skin. We got some voice lines. We got a spray, and we got the the gold medal victory poses. Just whipping that damn thing around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what what are you gonna do? Like, what's the events? So, new challenge. Week one is Ocean King Winston. You have to play 9, 18, and 27 games, respectively. 9 for the uh, uh, player icon, 18 for the spray, 27 for the Winston skin. You have six days to do that. However, uh, just is playing the games those, will get you is that. Is this like winning counts as two again? Winning does count as two, yes. So, awesome. Uh, it is effectively much faster if you are winning. Um, and then they did bring... So for me, it takes uh, a long time. Lucio Ball's yeah. back. They did bring Lucio Ball back, competitive Lucio Ball. If you're looking to get through games fast, Lucio Ball is what I recommend. If you just want those games to be... Like like I said, you don't have to win. If you want to play Lucio Ball, it is much, much, much shorter playing a game of this than playing a full round of, of regular Overwatch. You'll get through your wins really quickly. Jump into Lucio Ball. Uh, remix is just absolutely insane. There's usually three balls on the field at any given time, if not more. Um, then you have your typical standard Lucio ball and then your competitive Lucio ball. So, yeah. All right. Hey, uh, so there's a job posting for the Overwatch 2 team that kind of points to maybe there's going to be a different cosmetic available Ooh. in Overwatch 2 that we don't have in Overwatch 1. Uh, it's looking for a game producer character cosmetics, and it wants the person uh, that gets the role to spend your days collaborating with the teams responsible for building amazing cosmetics for Overwatch's, Overwatch 2's diverse cast of heroes from development of new cosmetic reward types. To the latest over-the-top diva skin, our goal is to always surprise and delight our players. So I couldn't really think of like where a new cosmetic would be comparing it to current Overwatch besides 
maybe the weapon only like cosmetics. I mean, that's right. really like the only thing we're missing, right? Like, uh, you know, charm dangles and, and stuff like that yeah. that you might see in other games. But like, what, what would you want it to be if it could be anything? And what do you think it's going to be? Well, I think the next obvious step for customization is not even with the character design, it's with the borders. Because like you look in, in like the competitive, when you're on like the screens and stuff like that, and it's like, if you've played a certain amount of games, you have like the, the crazy borders. I just don't see them hiring an entire new person right. for that no, position. No, they're going to hire something that um, they can sell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe some kind of... But it seemed like all the skins that exist right now have that built into them that... Like we just showed, you know, Arissa with the Gatorade bottle and, you know, Ash with all the, the water gun stuff. Like that stuff seems to be like it's already built into the skins unless they're going for something different there where they're going to separate those coming in the future. Um, they would they would more than likely back credit. So like the, the Ash skin, if you got the current one to, now, right? <laughs> yeah, it would have to be all together because it came packaged. Yeah. But in the future, if they separate those, then yeah. Let's go do lore or lies. <laughs> For those of you familiar with the show, this is the way we wrap up. We're going to give you three pieces of lore, three statements compiled by our resident lore keeper, Lil Missy. Make sure you give her a follow right there, Lil Missy4205 on Twitter. Thank you so much, Missy. We're going to give you three statements, two of which are absolute truths. One has a lie. Could be tiny, could be big. You got to tell us which statement has the lie and what the lie is. No cheating and just telling us the statement is. Remember, we're working our way through the conclusions of the 9.0 storyline and ramping up into 9.1 storyline. So this is all stuff you've played. These aren't obscure things. The lie last time was in the last statement. The missing Maldraxi Baron is actually a familiar face. It's Alexandros Mograine, High Lord Darian Mograine's father. Here we go with this week's. I'll give you one, Zista will give you one, and then I'll give you one until Indy comes back. Which one has the lie? While High Lord Darian Mograine works to free the Maldraxi Baron, his father, the Maw, is eerily quiet. Darian calls the Maw Walker over to help with the locks, and the player must complete a puzzle game to set the Ashbringer free. The broker, Venari, suggests a tactical retreat using a portal to a small alcove near the Waystone the player has escaped through before. She believes that if the souls of Mograine are attuned to the Maw Walker, they should be able to use it as well. Everyone arrives safely in Ouroboros with Baroness Draca waiting for the player. Alexandros Mograine has disturbing news and urges returning to Maldraxxus immediately so he can warn Margrave Crexus, but his warning is too late. They have been betrayed by one of their own. Baron Viraz. Let us know which one is the lie in the comments below. While you're there, let us know about all the questions we talked about, particularly with the world first race. How would you change it? Did you enjoy this race? Did you find it nearly as entertaining? What do you think about a world first that doesn't last one reset? Is that a good look or a bad look on Blizzard's side? Let us know in the comments below. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Snowbound right here, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio at Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Until then, 
Mr. Zister, where can everybody find you? Find me down below. Uh, it's Zista or on Twitch at Zista, X-A-Z-T-A. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so we can tweet at you and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers just hanging out, playing something, looking for a good time. Until next time, stay safe, gang, and we'll see you out on those servers.